three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. And if you are a first-time listener, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like the content we go and provide for y'all. So we are actually extending the, if you're a first-time listener, uh, we are extending the Real uh, Holiday Series until the end of January, just because there were some Christmas things, I wanted to have some people on to help me review, I didn't get a chance to, you know, holidays are busy, so I'm going to go and push that out until the end of January, which at that time too, we will also have your best and worst of for 2019 by the end of January. I'm still watching a couple things, still fine-tuning the list for both. And uh yeah, that will be that'll be a long that'll be a long podcast, but I'm excited to go ahead and break down uh my best and worst of films of the year and Colin of course will be joining me as well. But I wanted to review this because I'll be honest guys, I forgot I saw this and I saw this on a couple people's uh, worst of, and I was and I was really sitting there going, oh wow, I did see this. So I'm reviewing Playing with Fire, which is the movie starring John Cena and uh, as uh, Jake Carson. And so Playing with Fire, it's from Nickelodeon Studios, which is not a uh, not a, a good a good omen most of the time. Uh, but it's also written by uh, Matt Lieberman, who has written. Uh, such cla- wow, he he wrote the new Scoob movie. That's interesting. Okay, um, he oh his first movie was Doctor Doolittle: Tale to the Chief, which I'm assuming was a straight to DVD. Yet yeah, with Kyle Pratt, good grief. Okay, and and a dad uh, Dan uh, Ewan who went ahead and wrote. Oh my God, he wrote. Is that is that right? He wrote Son of Ernest. What? Oh my, what? Is that real? Son of, that can't be it. Oh, it's in, okay, it's in development, apparently. Oh my god, I hope that movie does not see a light of day. But it's directed by Andy Fickman, who, I was, I was kind of racking my brain. I was like, why do I know that name? So, he directed uh, She's the Man, which, uh, with Amanda Bynes, which I actually like, She's the Man. I was like, oh, okay, that's a good one. But then this is where it, it dips real quick. The game plan. Starring Dwayne Johnson. Uh, mi- uh, another movie starring Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, mixed Race to Witch Mountain, as I call it. But Race to Witch Mountain. Uh, you Again with... I, which I forgot that was a movie with... A, uh, that's got Sigourney Weaver, Jamie Lee Cor- uh, Curtis, Kristen Bell. It's a... It's 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 a dumb movie. It's a really dumb movie. He directed Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, which if you have not listened to our review of that, we did review that. I hate that fucking movie. Fuck Kevin James. And he also went. Oh, he did Kevin Can Wait. Oh, I oh I hate him. Then okay, and yeah. So not a great uh, track record for this guy. So here's the thing. 
some people do have this on their worst of list. Do will this make my worst of list? Probably not. But here's the thing about this: they don't really make films like this anymore. What this really more remind me of, I know he of course directed the uh, the game plan, but this reminded me more of the Pacifier, and that came out in '05. So that this is one of those kind of late '90s, early 2000s. You know, you got the big macho guy going ahead and trying to go ahead and work with some kids, and you know, you find out he they've got a softer side, all that crap. It's really funny to me that something like Kindergarten Cop works for me just because of Schwarzenegger's, uh, Schwarzenegger's natural charisma and the fact that Schwarzenegger was kind of addicted to those kids at first. That always makes me laugh. Being addicted to children? Yeah, I'll laugh at that. But John Cena, though, they are pushing him so much as that straight-laced, you know, very like, oh, gotta do everything by the book and, and, and all that. And, and I... I think for me with John Cena, and I'll always give John Cena credit for one thing. I never liked him as a wrestler. He won way too much. Damn you, John Cena. But I always respected the amount of make-a-wishes that he would do. And I've seen him in things here and there. I actually like 12 Rounds. Um, that's one of the few WWE films I think I actually do like. Um, he uh, He's in uh, The Suicide Squad, which I'm curious how he'll be in that he's finishing up fast uh, fast and furious 9 he's doing a voice in doolittle which uh <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna be but uh he was also in blockers and we reviewed that i really liked him in blockers i liked him in ferdinand i thought ferdinand was uh, a surprising amount of fun he had a basically a glorified cameo in daddy's home 2 i liked him in that uh, I liked him in, uh, I liked him in Trainwreck. You know, again, it is more just a cameo. I, I really liked him in Trainwreck. I think John Cena, he's a naturally charismatic guy. And I think that will carry him a long way, <laughs> uh, in this business just because of his charisma and his look. And if there's anything I can say about this movie, yes, John Cena is a bit of a goon in this, but... God, again, it's the holiday season. Maybe I'm just getting soft, but I, I feel like he's actually trying. There is some chemistry with uh, Jake, uh, his character, and Mark, who's played by Keegan Michael Key. I feel like Keegan Michael Key did this as a favor, just because it's Keegan Michael Key and he he doesn't need to take a role. So I was actually surprised when I saw him in this. I was like, really, he's in this? But you know, fine. You know, it not. Not everything can be, <laughs> not everything can be, you know, a home run. And he was just in Dolomite is my name, and I and I love him in that. And he was great in Toy Story 4. So, I, fair play, I'll give him kind of a pass on this. But there is chemistry between Jake and Mark that I did think helped this movie more often than not. My big problem is I hated these children. I thought all these kids were evil, and I would have put them in a box and shipped them somewhere. Um... So, Brianna uh, Hildenbrand plays Bryn, uh, Christian uh, Convery plays Will, and Finley Rose Slater plays Zoe, who is the uh, youngest of the three children. So, uh, Jake and his uh, his uh, elite team, I think they're called uh, like Storm, like uh, like smoke, uh, smoke Jumpers, Smoke Raiders, something like that, but doesn't really matter, but... Basically, they go ahead and find these kids in a uh, house that's on fire. 
they go ahead and try to get in contact with their parents. The kids say that their parents are like out camping, they're like out at some cabin. So when the parents don't return, they have to go ahead and take care of the kids for a little bit until basically Child Protective Services gets there. Fine, that's a shoestring, paper-thin plot, but whatever. Here's the thing. I think the kids... How do I put this? I think the kids have some chemistry. Oh my god, that's where I recognize her from. So the girl who plays Bryn... That's a that's a Negasonic Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I knew she looked familiar, and that actually tripped me out more. Uh, I mean, I'll give them credit; they made her look like a teenager. So, I mean, props on that. I didn't recognize her with hair. That's why it kind of threw me off. But uh, Bryn, uh, Brianna Hildebrand, or Hildebrand, pardon me. She she's got some comedic timing, John Cena. I mean, she was in Deadpool too. Why wouldn't she? But uh, I. I liked her in this, and this is going to be a short review. This won't go over 20 minutes, by the way, but I appreciate the fact that she's kind of the, like, she's, like, the matriarch of the family, because you find out that her, uh, that the family uh, got killed. They don't ever tell you how the parents got killed, but they're, they just died, so, uh, Bryn basically has been hiding them out all over the place, just trying to keep them together so that Child Protective Services doesn't separate them. And I will say, again, I'm not made of stone, so that mildly made me go, oh, okay, that's mildly sweet, I guess, fine, sure. So that kind of melted in my heart a little bit. I will say, too, the movie starts off, uh, John Cena is basically... Uh, he jumps out of this helicopter to go ahead and, like, help contain this fire. And this one girl is basically like, I want to have your babies. And he's like, I know, ma'am, but I've got a fire to stop. Right in front of her husband, uh, like, her husband. The husband's like, what the hell? Like, thanks for emasculating me in front of everyone. And that actually made me laugh. It's a dark joke for a kid's film. I was like, oh, well, that's, that's surprisingly edgy. But, okay. Uh... Also, John Cena flat pulls a superhero move because when the woman goes, oh my God, thank you so much. He goes, you're welcome, ma'am, or whatever he does. And he, without looking, hooks this line to his harness and just shoots up in the sky like a superhero. And that made me laugh because it's such a macho, an overly macho thing to do that I actually went, you know what? Okay, that, that, actually, gave me, that actually gave me a good laugh. One guy who's in this movie that I cannot stand, and, and I'm realizing I need to see him in just very small roles, not bigger roles like he is in this, John Locuzamo, man, he, he is just, I, I've seen him recently in the John Wick stuff, and I will always give him credit for Romeo and Juliet, Spawn, and, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on the freaking movie, um, uh, I, I, uh, and uh, a chef. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I like him in some stuff, but good grief, he was so annoying in this freaking movie, I wanted to just throw something at him. I, I, I still hold a Super Mario Brothers against him, by the way, but I, I actually liked, uh, he, how do I put this, he is just, he's He's being told to just improv with no direction. I think that's the biggest problem with him. I think Keegan-Michael Key, because, I mean, he was on Key and Peele. He's kind of good at improv. It felt like a lot of this movie actually was improv. Like, they had a very thin outline. Like, hey, we want to do a, go ahead and do a kid's kind of throwback 
late 90s, early 2000s movie. What can we do? We got to get to this point. We start here. We end here. Fill in the rest with kind of, you know, whatever you need to do. And John Cena, while he's not a, you know, a improv, like a king of improv or anything like that, being a wrestler for as long as he was, and I I know he's not, you know, uh, actively wrestling now, but being a wrestler as long as he was, you know, things go wrong. You do have to have that ability to kind of adapt on the fly. So I feel like John Cena, as he gets more in the comedic stuff, uh, I, I think he'll actually be something. I think he will continue to actually grow as an artist. Uh, Ferdinand, like I said, was surprisingly good for me. And I thought as a voice actor, I was actually surprised at how well he did. Um, there is a point where Mark and Jake get into a fight and Mark does John Cena's "You Can't See Me" hand motion, and that and that made me laugh. I I I, I have I have to I have to admit that did actually make me laugh. Uh, the there is a scene where Will, who's the uh, who's the youngest uh, brother, he goes ahead and gets these guns. That by the way, they just leave out. I know that they're not used to having children there, but they just leave these flare guns out. Like, it's nothing. And so he gets them and goes, Oh, hey, like, I got these super soakers or these water guns. And, of course, Jake's like, Those aren't water guns. Ah! And, they, and Jake just starts shooting, or Will starts shooting at everybody. Here's the thing. One, what what water gun looks like? <laughs> I mean, that's one. Two, the fact you don't have these wrapped up or locked up. It's just absurd to me. And three... The fact that they don't lock these kids in a room, basically, at a point, because they damn near destroy this firehouse, and it, it, it's one of those things, at a point, you just go, okay, these kids are just being assholes for the sake of being assholes, you need to lock them in a room where you need to call Child Protective Services, like, now, because they're not listening to you at all. I was on Jake's side, honestly, because these kids are just being little shits, and I found myself sitting there going, okay, like, he's trying to help you out. Yeah, he's a bit of a stick in the mud, but, you know, you don't have parents. You can't really be picky <laughs> right now. Uh, also, this movie, uh, the amount of just poop jokes. There, there's so many just random pratfalls and crap. There, there's a scene where John Cena gets tripped up run, chasing the kids. And he tripped over a fire hose. There's a scene where uh, the, the ki- one of the kids scares him where he's in bed and he's sleeping on the bottom bunk of a bunk bed he hits his head like what's going on and the top bunk just falls on top of him and the movie's like haha is that so funny it's not uh <laughs> and it just keeps doing it and and the thing the one that just really irritated me the most is there's a point where so it goes i i need to go poopy i think is what she says and she just like just shits her pants i think the girl is four maybe five I mean, yeah, I'm sure you have accidents then still, but the fact she's just so aggressively like, oh, I got a poop, oops. <laughs> I, I just sat there, I went, what? So, okay, here's the other thing. So right after that scene, they show a scene where Mark and uh, Jake are trying to change her. So Jake comes out in like the, you know, the fireproof suit, it's supposed to be able to withstand like nuclear particles and all this crap, but it can't handle it can't handle Zoe's poop. And so there's... I don't even remember how they did it. 
but he found, there's this way that the poop gets into Jake's mask and it, like explodes in the mask and the movie's like ha ah! and I'm sitting there face palming at this point <laughs> just kind of shaking my head going why why is this why is this such a dumb why like why is this so bad um it's really frustrating at points because they just really are just shitty kids and Brent is just a bitch she she is that classic 15 year old girl who you know tells you your shitty stepfather but then asks for 50 bucks to go to Hot Topic 10 minutes later like it's really irritating and the more I'm sitting there watching it I was just sitting there going you know th these kids kind of deserve to not have parents because they're just being really shitty children when they have someone who's actually caring for them the other thing too they love My Little Pony and My Little Pony is referenced as a huge subplot in this, they have this one guy character in here named Axe. I can't find the guy who plays him, but he, you know, he, he's quiet. He always carries an axe. That's why he's called Axe. And, of course, he connects with Zoe. There's a scene where he's having a tea party with Zoe, which I will admit, as a big brother, I did find that kind of sweet. But Zoe is like huge in My Little Pony. She loves My Little Pony. It's a huge subplot of this film goes into like Equestria and like the wishes that the different ponies have. And like they talk about like uh, uh, Rainbow Dash and Twilight Sparkle. And I'm sad I didn't have to look those names up. But anyways, but so much of this movie, especially into the third act, focuses on giving her a big birthday party. And it's it's a uh, it's a uh, My Little Pony theme. I'm sitting there just watching this, going, "Oh my God, you guys are just not. You're being shameless about your production and your affiliation with My Little Pony." I don't know if uh, Nickelodeon or I guess by uh, proxy Viacom owns My Little Pony or the rights or something, but oh my God, they were just hammering that nail home, and I, I yeah, it was it was rather distracting. Uh. <sighs> Wrapping up here, Jake has a romance with uh, Dr. Amy Hicks, who's played by Judy Greer. I love Judy Greer. I'm a huge fan of Archer. Uh, she's in one of the few episodes of Big Bang Theory I actually like. And uh, I, of course, love her in uh, in, 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 uh, in the Ant-Man films, I think. And she was great in the Halloween reboot that they uh, that they just did. I think she is just absolutely uh, delightful, and whenever she's in something, I perk up. I'm always like, oh, okay. But uh, their their romance is just, it's weird, and it doesn't work at all. It didn't come across as believable to me at all. There are multiple points where John Cena just takes his shirt off, and I'm sitting there in this kid's movie looking around going, are there five-year-olds who are just wanting to see John Cena shirtless? Like, I, I doubt it. So, didn't really make any sense, but... I, 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 I don't know. Uh, overall, this won't be on my worst of, because honestly, I, I've seen way worse this year. Uh, is this dumb? Yes, it's really dumb at points, but when they do get to reveal on the parents, and J Jake kind of talks about his upbringing and stuff, there are some points I went, okay, that's kind of sweet, I guess. <laughs> but... Honestly, if you if you like your kids, <laughs> sorry, if, if you like your kids, you should love your kids, but if you at least like your kids, have them watch Abominable, have them watch Missing Link, uh, 
haven't watched Toy Story 4. Disney Plus is like $7. Just go ahead and get that. But but th this there's no reason to run out and watch this. I mean, if you had to rent it, if you were that, like, I want to see John Cena as a firefighter, then fine, I guess. But I'll never watch this again, clearly. <laughs> but I, as far as a grade... Okay. I I was irritated for most of this, but I was never at that point where I was watching like Dark Phoenix or Cats where I was just like I, I need someone to give me a drink right now. I was never that mad watching it. I was just more sitting there going, This is just not for me and honestly if you're gonna get your kids in the film early or just give them something to watch Give us something better than this. Come on. You love your kid. Like, they, they didn't ask to be here. Go ahead and give them something better than playing with fire. Hell, hell, get them to watch. Actually, you know, don't have much of the game plan. I think I like that one. Late. Actually, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm just going down this rabbit hole. Anyways, but it, this is, it. it is what it is. And I didn't. I, I didn't leave with venom or sadness in my heart. I just left kind of irritated. But, again, what you going to do? I'll give this a D plus. I think if you read boxes for a dollar, and I can't stress enough, I would not pay more than a dollar to rent this, then sure, fine. Just make sure you rent it, you know, like at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock that night when rentals renew so you can, the kid can watch it in the morning. <laughs> and then you can return it by mid-afternoon. That's how I would do it. But... Or wait until Netflix, because it will be on Netflix. Uh, this came out, like, a little less than two months ago. This will be on Netflix by April, probably. So, it's fine. You don't even really need to run out and rent this. But, what you gonna do? So, guys, Playing With Fire, have you seen it? I hope you haven't. But if you have, let me know what you thought in the comments below. You go ahead and hit that like button on our Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Go ahead and follow us and subscribe to us on the following platforms. We are available. Or we are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neill. Uh, guys, we're heading to a new year. Just because it's a new year uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't have uh, a new look. Maybe get yourself some new jewelry, maybe? Go ahead and check out our uh, our sponsor, uh, Stad Guy Studio. That's S T A D T G E I S T dot studio. And use the code REAL. P 2019 for 10% off your order. We will be getting a new code soon, obviously. That is R-E-E-L-P 2019 for 10% off your order. Again, you're welcome. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will have reviews up this uh, week of the new year. God, we're going to 2020. Good grief. Uh, we will have reviews up for uh, The Irishman. We will have a review up as well for Just Mercy. And I will, review, uh, I will have a review up for Mandalorian Season 1. I just finished it, and I've got a lot to say about it. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. Take care. And uh, if we don't uh, hear from you before then, Happy New Year.